Hey guys, welcome back to the Film Photography Podcast, Analog Talk. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today our special guest is Wes Boker from the Anchor Podcast, First Person Shooter. Say hello, Wes. Hello. All right, so today I thought we would talk about, let's see, the new camera Kickstarter that we got going on and... Wes is big into personal work and music and all kinds of fun stuff. I'm sure this will this will be a fun episode. I'm excited. Let's do it. Wes, how about you start off by telling us how you got into this whole photography thing? Well, my story is not <laughs> unlike most everyone else's story and being into music. Early on, I was uh, shooting bandmates. That is so funny to me. <laughs> it, it really is pretty common. I feel I like know. I should have a more entertaining story than that. But that's really <laughs> the origin of it. Um, film early on, just because that's what I could afford. <laughs> It's funny how the times yeah. have changed and uh, parents got me a digital camera and I was the majority of what I've shot has been digital um, and then kind of felt called back to it. So here I am. Right. That's awesome. So can you tell people your day job really quick? Sure. My day job, <laughs> I work as a police officer in the Nashville area. Awesome. Nice. I didn't do it. <laughs> Timothy, it wasn't me. He said, they, <laughs> did you ever end up going on that? Um, Weren't you going to go on like a ride with him? I was. I was planning on going on a ride along with him and I ended up getting called and being a manager of a restaurant is the worst because then you get called in all the time. But the invitation's always open. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I need to. That would be so much fun. Now, do you do you get to do you take your camera with you or anything on your on your job? Do you ever take a camera with her? Yeah, absolutely. I keep my Canon A one with me. I'd love to take the Mamiya, but uh <laughs> I try to be kind of sneaky about some of the shots that I take. Yeah. Of course, I have to be really careful about what I'm photographing when I'm at work because of you know, yeah. legal issues. But if it doesn't involve a criminal offense and it's something interesting, I'll try to grab a shot. I was just out with the Canon A1 today. That's such a great camera. It is. Every time I pick it up, I'm like, why don't I use this more? Yeah, the, the one that I have, I have two. The one that I use, uh, my grandfather gave to me. And so, of course, it has sentimental value. And then the other. Oh, I love that. Love it. Is a highly broken piece of machinery. <laughs> I went years without ever even holding one. I, I used to see them all the time in antique places. And they always want, like, something absurd for them. Mm -hmm. And I had, because I'm doing the student class and stuff like that, I had one of our listeners and one of my friends, Mike, he sent me a box full of cameras. And in that box was two perfectly pristine, beautiful, I think he just said he cleaned them up and, you know, all that stuff. And I, I'm being very greedy with them and mm -hmm. I'm shooting them nonstop. Like, yep. and, and I, I'm that guy that's like walking around downtown with two cannons, <laughs> ones, like holstered up, like. Well, you got to make sure they work, bang, bang. so. Yes, yes. And they are well tested. I probably put about 13 rolls through the two of them in the couple weeks that I've had them. And they really are uh, capable of some great things. I think they may have had a bad rap because it seemed like everybody and their mother had one. And so right. yeah. kind of elitist steered away, but it really is a, a good camera. It's kind of funny. Uh, my cousin, he he goes thrifting back home in Connecticut. And one, one time he was like, hey, do you want this camera? And I was like, yeah, it's A1. Hell yeah. How much is it? And thinking like he's going to say 75 bucks or like whatever, or, like more. And he was like, oh, it's $12. 
Oh, and I was like, and then he, of course it was like the red sales that they have. Like, oh, always fifty percent off. It was six bucks or something like that. And I was like, send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> we never find good deals like that in L.A. Not so much here either. <laughs> so sad. So anytime he goes thrifting, he he makes sure. I'm like, send me pictures of all all of everything. Anything you see, just send me a photo. It used to be a lot wider range of options as far as thrifting around here. And then the well was running dry. So I messaged <laughs> Timothy and asked him if he was responsible. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> it was Timothy. He took everything. I don't get as far north as you are often, though. I'm usually stuck here. I live, I don't know, it's like 18 or 19 miles away. I, I'm not exactly sure where you live, but I'm in Franklin, which is a little, a little hoity-toity town here in Tennessee. And there is a lot of good stuff, and then there's a lot of bad. Like, there's, I mean, that's just how it is, I think. But... People are really, really catching on to film cameras. Like, they're starting to realize how much they're worth. And then you have the antique dealers that are putting that display or art art piece price on it, which is a bummer because I've seen some really, really neat 120 weird old Kodak fold-out bellows cameras that I would love to give a try, but they want, like, $200 for them. And yeah. it's, no thanks. So Wes, I noticed on your um, your Instagram, do you shoot a lot of black and white? Primarily, yeah. That's kind of where my heart is. So. That's a, okay. So I'm primarily a, co a color shooter. Everybody knows that. And I shot a roll uh, black and white today. I pushed <laughs> 400 to 1600, and everybody knows as well. I don't develop my own work, so it cost me 27 dollars. Oh my goodness. Isn't that terrible? Uh, yeah. It is. I texted Timothy and was like, all right, I got to get all the stuff and just start doing this. I got to get a scanner because that was a lot. <laughs> and I guess the guy, he said he said that there was a machine that does it that because the, it has to go through another machine because it was pushed. Hmm. So that's why they that that's why they charge me. About that. Uh, yeah, I think he just. I think he just played you right there. No, I don't want to get played. <laughs> I didn't know there was a machine that processed black and white. I mean, I guess I guess there is. A I machine. didn't know yeah, either. It, it'd probably be like a Jobo or something like that that they have. But I mean, the only thing that changes with pushing film is the time of the development. Right. I mean, that's that's really all it is. I mean, you're going from. I think if I would if I would develop 400 triX at box speed, it's like six minutes and 30 seconds or five minutes and 45 seconds or something. And then you you kind of just like triple that a little bit. I think it's 10 minutes and 30 seconds or something. I forget. I, I have it written down. Yeah, it's just time. Yeah, I, that's why I was like, I was gonna like fight him on it. But then I was like, I don't, I don't want to. I was like, ugh. <laughs> Now, is that for scans and everything? Too, yeah, so or? so they develop and they scan and they we transfer it to me. Okay. So it, yeah, it was a couple yeah. dollars more because it was pushed. So kind of a bummer. I'm gonna get. I I know I keep saying this, but I'm gonna do some research on this and uh, I gotta start doing it. I mean, that was the breaking point for me as well. I mean, at first, as I was learning, I was taking my stuff to like Walgreens and whatnot, and mm -hmm. I shot a roll of Triax or something and. Took it to them because they were the only ones in town that would even accept a black and white roll. And it took them like two weeks to get back with me. I kept calling. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I finally came in and they were like, yeah, that's going to be like 28 bucks. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. God. That was great, though. I remember when you when you just started developing film. Um, it was, wasn't that long ago. It wasn't ago, that long ago, you know? no. So, Which is, it was awesome to watch watch your, your Instagram stories and stuff like that because I I wish I could go back to like, Kind of where, you know, you and Chris are, like, Chris wants to develop. And I remember that same thing, Wes. Like, I was going to Walgreens as well. 
dropping off my film, either paying the absurd one hour price for terrible scans yeah. and blurry four by six prints. Because the Walgreens around here, they wouldn't touch black and white. Well, yeah. they wanted to send it out, but I'm, I was like, I don't trust you yeah. sending that out. So I, I immediately just went and spent the, I don't know, around a hundred bucks and got the, I mean, Chris, if you're spending money on iPhone 10s, you got the couple, all right, couple all bucks. Right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm giving you a hard time. But no, I mean, it's, it's really, you can get such, um, I mean, and I've said this before, I have an Epson V550 scanner in my closet that I don't use. Like, if you really want to get into yeah. it, Chris, I, I will mail you that scanner so you have something to use. I'm getting excited now. Because it's funny. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, it is worth it. And it's funny because, like, that's how, when I started shooting, I mean, I shot, I learned on film, and I would, like, sit in my childhood bedroom, closet closed, in mm -hmm. the dark, you know, putting on the reel and then like developing it in my kitchen. Like, I, it's just, and it was, like, not a big deal because that's the only way I knew how to do, like, there was no yeah. labs you can get scans from, you know. I developed all my film and then I made darkroom prints underneath in my basement underneath the stairs. I had a little makeshift darkroom. <laughs> so I have no excuse is what I'm saying. I need to just get get back into it. Agreed. Wes, do you do any printing or anything like that? I've Are just you... started. You can't see it right now, but I have a brand new Canon Pixma Pro 100 that I've just hooked up to my new oh, computer. And I did my nice. first little print nice. and uh, really excited to delve into that aspect of it as well that's great Man, that's another thing and and those pixmas that's what i have I, I yeah it's the it's the pro 100 for inkjet i mean you can definitely get you know a higher quality printer but the 100 man i they look great they look you know pro they they it says like what the name pro they look pro they look really really good and the quality is insane and you get a heck of a rebate online. I think it's, I mean, I don't know that the deals usually differ in every, every place you go, but I think mine was like a $200 rebate or something crazy like is that. Is that, is that the printer that was, that you used in your last video? There was a printer yeah. that you, uh. yeah, yeah. I was doing the, I had the three eight by tens yeah. come out. Yep. Yeah. Mm hmm. Nice. I mean, it looks Not better bad. than, looks better than what like Staples or Walmart can give me, you know. For I, sure. You know, when you send stuff off to get printed, that, I've always had issues with that, sending things to, you know, a digital printer because you don't get to proof it because, you yeah. know, you want to adjust lightness and contrast and maybe the colors look a little different and you need to, you know, kind of switch those around. There's a lab I've been using for years. Like even when I shot weddings, I would get all my wedding 8x10s and all that stuff through them. They're called mpix.com. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know them? Yeah, mm -hmm. their quality is really good. And it's cheap and their their shipping is pretty good too. And that, I just like love a photographic print versus like a printer print. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for you to get into that, Wes. Especially Durie's. Durie's has a, has a ton of different kind of paper stocks. I don't know if you've delved into yeah, paper stocks and stuff yet, but oh, man. Yeah. I went up and checked out their little uh, samplers and all that that they mm -hmm. had. And I, just, I didn't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's easy. It's easy. One step at a time. Mm -hmm. But they, I mean, for black and white, if you get, if you get like a photo rag, I know Epson makes a good photo rag and Haman, whatever the heck that name is, Haman Mule or whatever. I really like like a, like a watercolor almost paper for black and white. It really gives it yeah. a texture and it brings it to life. What are some of your favorite stocks that you shoot for black and white, Wes? Well, that's pretty simple to answer because there's only two that I shoot and that would be Tri-X 400, either at box speed, sometimes pushed, or T-Max. Kodak guy. Yeah, guy after my own heart. <laughs> I have oh, shot good, uh, HP5, but I don't know if it's just like a 
you know, in the guitar world, you play a Strat not only because it's a good instrument, but because of the legacy behind it. And I think that's kind of mm-hmm. what drew me to Kodak as well. That's a great analogy. I love that. Yeah, that, that <laughs> is great. And that's funny because the majority of the people in, in the photo world are really, they really love Ilford. And I there's just, I, I don't want to knock on it. And I love what Ilford does. Like I use all their chemicals for developing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, there's just something about the grain structure when I develop it that I'm not, I'm just not sold on and it. And it bums me out because it's, it's a heck of a lot cheaper buying 100 foot rolls of HP5 than it is Kodak Tri-X, you know? Maybe I'll do my next video will be a comparison video. Kodak, Milford side by side. Because yeah. I just don't shoot enough black and white to really have an opinion on either. Because I've, shell- I've shot obviously Ilford before and I've shot Kodak, but I, I, I don't have like a favorite yet because I shoot it so rarely. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to like challenge myself to like shoot like the next couple rolls just be black and white. I don't know if I could do it, guys, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my best shot. <laughs> totally sure. That's, that's no of, cheating, no cheating. I'll try. That's kind of the mode I've been in. Like since the whole fall things happen, I've probably only shot about three or four rolls of black and white, and mostly all color. I've been shooting all. Yeah, color. you want to like, you want to went against your grain, so I think it's mm-hmm. my turn to try something, try some new stuff. I think Absolutely. it feels, feels good though. I don't know, Wes. Do you have any favorite color stocks? Are there any color? Color ones jumping out at you? I really, I mean, the only thing that I have in my possession that's not expired is Portra uh, 400. Mm-hmm. And I really haven't got around to shooting a lot of it just because I've been so eyebrow deep in the black and white world. <laughs> See, Portra, I can tell you, that's my favorite color stock. I have a favorite color. But everybody knows that. <laughs> I guess I guess we need to talk about this camera Kickstarter. Yeah, we should get into that. Today. Okay, Wes, what do you think? Timothy and I kind of already talked a little bit about it, so I want to hear your opinion. I've been thinking about it this afternoon, and really, it's hard to say this early on. I mean, I'm definitely behind it. I'm more so behind the company's uh, mindset and mission behind the camera. That's what I said, yeah. Than the camera, so I totally support it. But as far as functionality and what it will be able to do, it's really too soon for me to uh, say yay or nay. Yeah. Yeah, we were we went live before we started recording and we were kind of chatting about that. It's funny because like even the way it looks is so different. It looks great. I mean, it looks nice. But like the way you load the the, the film, Timothy mentioned, it's like kind of like backwards. Hmm. So I'm wondering like how it's going to feel, you know, all that stuff. But I mean, I'm excited. I, I haven't said yes or no for, for backing. I'm going to see. I'll probably wait a little while. Yeah, I mean, it just came out. It just so. came out. So we have there's, time. There's time. We have time to. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do a bunch of updates and stuff. I, I'm really sold on the legacy lens feature that, that you you have a lens board and you can use pretty much all your old lenses. I mean, if you have old Nikon, you're an old Canon shooter. I, I love that idea. And, you know, being able to have a company do tech support and stuff like that like you can get parts fixed for it i mean i know there's there's like camera doctors out there that i mean chris knows you sent your contacts 800 times Mm -hmm. or yashika yashika but i don't know it just like chris said i kind of want to see it unfold a little bit more and see what happens it is kind of exciting to like the the idea for me to like order purchase a new film camera and like open it out of the box and be like here we go kind of like with the with the new uh, one step it, it was like really fun to like open that and be like this is a new polaroid like yeah. i can't believe it <laughs> you know? so it'll be fun and then it, we also you know we got we got bellamy's compact camera coming down coming here soon so i think it's like we've said before it's super exciting either way so i think it'll boil down to uh, the user's experience i mean you think about any 35 millimeter body they all create 35 millimeter documents 
but really yeah. what yeah. everybody has their preference and they have that that's preference true. because yeah, of that's true. how it feels in their hand and, and really you can't say until you've experienced it. Oh, I definitely want to hold one. And I love, <laughs> I forget if it was on like our Instagram or something where somebody was like, oh, they put the, they put the shutter button in the wrong spot. <laughs> People are already like witch yeah. hunting the yeah. camera. They're just like, get it. <laughs> <laughs> It says, come on, man. Somebody's doing, like, somebody got off their butt yeah. and they're making, making something. Making something like, happen, come yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah, that's that's but really funny. I think I think it's a good time. I think it's a really good time for film photography right now with everything that's going on. I mean, there's so many people, like, Wes, you're developing stuff. You're, you know, you have a podcast. You have a podcast on Anchor that, that talks about photography. I mean, it's just like a, it's a good time right now. I feel like there's a, a big communal bond going on like everybody's kind of just on the same team for once yeah i have to tell you in relation to that i have this very interesting relationship with my patrol sergeant he knows that i'm into all this stuff and he actually has no interest in film or photography but he keeps up with the podcast probably just keeping tabs on me but uh (laughs) like he'll come up to me and during the shift at some point and he'll look at me with a straight face and say hey i uh i went to a funeral over the weekend i was like oh really sorry to hear that he's like yeah Walked up to the casket, looked down, you know what I saw? I said, what? He goes, film. I was like, ah. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Oh, man. Much funnier to hear him tell it, but. That's so funny. So, Wes, with First Person Shooter, what's your kind of goal with the podcast? What what are your topics? What do you talk about? Stuff like that. Well, I think for me, um, of course, there are plenty of podcasts out there. You guys kind of have, in my opinion, the monopoly on film podcast. Aww. You know, I, I've been keeping up with you guys since the beginning, and uh, definitely don't think there's anything that I can add to that. But you know, for me, it's almost more of an audio journal of kind of me learning all this on the way. And I know that there are other people that can relate to where I am in my experience. And uh, and I've said before in a one of my episodes that it's not so much geared to towards making people better photographers, but more so geared towards making photographers better people. And it's kind of examining the heart and soul behind your craft. Mm. So is the anchor, is it kind of like Timothy's where you you just kind of like talk to the audience? Yeah. Yep. Take uh, audience questions and and all that. So I think that's such a a cool feature with anchor is, is the call in, you know, the call in ability. I wish, I wish we somehow had that with this platform as well, because it, I love, I love connecting to I don't want to say fans. That's it seems like such a weird word, mm-hmm. but like just listeners. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Connecting with listeners and stuff like that and fellow, you know, film photographers and stuff. Like I just when I open up my Anchor app and I see that I have like a new call in, I get so pumped up about it. I'm just like, man, absolutely. Somebody took 3 5 minutes out of their day to, you know, leave a little a little attaboy and then mm-hmm. they want, you know, they need help on something and it's that's I, I just love that about the film photography, you know, like the humanity that we all we all have. Like, I know I know if I was struggling with something like if I had just picked up. I know you shoot an RZ67 because we've talked about our Mamiya's before. Nice. And I know if I had an RZ question and I was like, oh, man, Wes is a pro at this camera. Let me me let me message him because you're going to know where the the whatever button is to, you know, and it's like you're not going to be like, oh, dude, I just don't have the time or you wouldn't you know it's just i love that i love that there's always a reply and this community is just insane the film community is really the the core of why i started the podcast because for so long i was kind of hanging out in the shadows and just being a sponge to everything and i decided hey i want to contribute something you know kind of be a part of the conversation 
Yeah. yeah Anchor's Anchor seems like a really great platform for that and I'm I'm intrigued on this as well. So maybe I'll try it. Not making any promises, but it's it they make it really convenient for you to create a podcast anywhere. I mean, you probably wouldn't know this. You know, if I have downtime while I'm at work, I'll start a podcast and uh, sometimes I have to respond to like a house alarm and go clear a alarm or something. And then I'll come back and I'll resume my podcast. Yeah, that's Sometimes great. You don't know that that's going on in the background. That's awesome. And you could also, it posts right to iTunes for you, right? It's supposed to. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> when it works, it works. You had a, an episode with Nick Exposed, Nick Mayo, and it was just cool to hear you guys talk because, you know, I'm a fan of both of you. I love both your work, especially your your family work and stuff like that. Seeing the pictures of your boys and stuff. It's just I personal work is 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 key, I think, to this whole thing is to keeping it fresh and and fun. Like I'm I'm definitely I would definitely consider I mean, actually I think the first time we met without meeting, you were doing a photo job at the restaurant I work at. Isn't that <laughs> exactly isn't yeah. that <laughs> like in retrospect I had watched one of your videos and I was like, wait a minute, I'm in one yeah. of your time lapses doing a photo shoot. So that's, That's so, so funny. funny. Okay, I, tell our listeners that story. That sounds interesting. Well, like I said earlier, I, a lot of my previous work is a uh, you know Nashville area musicians, and uh, yeah. yeah, just happened to secure Timothy's workplace as our location for the shoot. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, uh, there was another camera in the room uh, <laughs> videoing me doing my thing. I didn't That's know that till months so later, funny. and. Uh, came across him so wow. it is great too because i i remember seeing you shooting and like thinking man this is that that kind of stuff never happens in the restaurant and like i was so happy i might you know i'm not in my best mood when i'm at work and i'm sorry if i was a little grumpy when I was <laughs> but if if i was i don't remember it was so long ago but i i, I remember when you said that to me, I immediately, I have all my footage cataloged on hard drives. And I remember like clicking back and like <laughs> finding it and being like, oh my God, Whoa. that's him. Like, <laughs> that's so good. And Small world. I, I was, I was making my funny little vloggy videos at that point. I mean, I still make the same kind of video. It's just more geared towards photography, but it's just funny. It is, it is a small world. I'd been a patron there previously and reached out to the manager or the owner and was like, hey, would this be cool? And she's like, yeah, so. That's awesome. In LA, you have to pay for that. <laughs> I was surprised that what? she didn't charge me. Yeah, it's funny because sometimes she does. I remember Justin Justin Bieber <gasps> was shooting a, a Christmas music video in Franklin, and they wanted to just use our patio set for 15 minutes or something, a little shot of him having like a cocoa or something <laughs> at, the, at the table. And my the owner was like, $400, he can sit there all day. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ended up he sat there. They, we didn't pay him or anything. But <laughs> sometimes that happens. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that that happens in Nashville. They always say that Nashville is a little L.A. or what. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of people who, like musicians and singers, they're, they're, you know, they'll do their thing in L.A. for a little while, and then they're like, I'm going to Nashville. Like, that's where you want to be if you're like, want to be a music star or whatever. So that doesn't surprise me at all. It's it's pretty surreal. I mean, I don't get starstruck or anything because I've been here since you know my whole life. But I'm put in certain situations in my job where you know I won't, I won't name any names, but a certain celebrity country singer um, I had to respond <laughs> to his house about uh, 4 a.m. and we're standing in his bathroom because uh, he thought somebody was trying to break in. Turned oh, out they didn't, but. I'm sitting there thinking, I am standing in said person's bathroom at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. How many people can say that? So. That's true. 
<laughs> That's always funny. There's this unspoken, I don't know, I don't know if it's that way in the actual city of Nashville, but here in Franklin, it's kind of this unspoken, like if you see a celebrity, it's kind of like you don't bombard them for oh, yeah. uh, an it's, autograph it's the same thing and stuff like that. In LA that. too, because it's like where they live, so like... You you yeah, see yeah. celebrities out with coffee, like, you know, everywhere. So it's it, for people, like, it's just a right part of their day. So we, you know, we don't bother them. But, like, if they go mm-hmm. to, like, Conne- back home to Connecticut, they for sure would be, like, can I have a Get selfie? Mobbed. Can I have a selfie? Yeah. Well, I just remember, <laughs> I remember walking down our main street. This is, like, probably one of the first years I've lived here. And I saw Johnny Depp just, like, walked right past me holding one of his kids. I don't know if it was a little boy or a little girl and had long hair (laughs) and i was like man that guy looks so familiar and i go to work and i sit down and everyone's freaking out they're like dude johnny depp's downtown he's walking around with his baby that's a big one johnny depp is a a big one though yeah but it was weird nobody (laughs) Nobody said a word to him nobody i would think it's just nuts it's such a cool little place to live i mean that stuff never happens when i have my camera out i mean i've gotten a couple pictures of Haley williams i snuck a shot or two of her because she's always in downtown here but that's awesome like a paparazzi <laughs> she I, I mean i could i could feel her like looking at me like is this guy following me <laughs> and i and i had my mamiya rb67 and i was just sitting there like this thing's a tank you know like am i really and she came out the door and i just asked if i could take a shot and you know what the picture never came out i think <gasps> i blew the roll taking it out of the camera being You're too so excited Yep, yep. Dang, she let you take her portrait? Mm-hmm. Dude, she's so cool. Like, she'll walk around our, our pumpkin fest, and we have a bunch of festivals throughout the year on our main street. Like, we shut our main street down and then just have festivals. And she'll just, like, walk around with her family and, like, you know, hug little girls that run up to her. So and cute. She eats in the restaurant that I work at. Apparently, Taylor Swift eats at our restaurant, too, but I've I've yet to see her. So Have your camera she ready when too- you do. Yeah, well, she—I think she might be a little too big for that yeah. now. That was back when, like, maybe Red was around. That album, Red. I love that album. That was a good one. It was. <laughs> I, I didn't. You didn't hear me say <laughs> that. <but it> was. <laughs> so, Wes, what's what are some future goals for your photography, man? What do you what do you got coming up? What do you got going on? What do you want to do? Well, kind of like what you were talking about earlier. I'm really wanting to get into printing. Not only, yeah. you know, the inkjet printing, but I'd also like to kind of build my own dark room and maybe work on doing prints that way but long-term goals for sure but uh, right now i'm in the middle of shooting an ongoing series i don't know how long that's going to take and that's kind of kept me pretty satisfied and then i've got kind of a sub project going on at work where i'm just kind of as i patrol i'm getting some found object shots things that kind of i like that you know what's the other photo series are you um, keeping it private you don't have to share no not really it's it's not that original, but I call it unsung, and it's basically kind of originated from my work in law enforcement and kind of it being a thankless job. So I'm kind of going around finding other people who are basically invisible, but the jobs that they do are vital to our society and, you know, just kind of trying to lift them up and, you know, kind of rock star status if, yes. if possible. Nice. I love that. Are you going to make it like a book out of it? We've been talking about zines and stuff lately on the podcast. Do you think you'll do like a little publication maybe? Yeah, that that is the goal. I have originally had big plans for it, but I didn't want to bite off more than I could chew. So I may do like a one to three part zine or something as it yes. develops. That's super exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would love to. I mean, I, I said this, I think I said this on my one of my YouTube videos or something like that. I'm in the process of trying to get together like a film, a film walk or something like that, like a like a like a group or a collective or something like that. Like there's a lot more film photographers in this area than I think than I thought there were. I started researching it because I eventually kind of want to do a series of videos where it's kind of like, like you and what, like what's like, uh, you know, we go, yeah, we, we each, we each get a roll of film. We take a walk around, we shoot that roll. We do like a kind of Q and a and stuff while we're shooting. We talk about stuff we love and then we develop it together. You know what I mean? And then kind of just sit down and discuss the images or, you know, talk about some of our favorite shots or, you know, I, I want to incorporate other people than myself. I mean, I, you, you know, you just kind of want to share and, and help and. Yeah. I'm totally I, down I, with that. that that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I, I, you're on the, you're, I think you're, you're actually the first name on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I, it's something that, that I plan to start doing by next year. I really want to like, do kind of like a, what do they call it? Um, uh, not a not a trailer. What do they call a oh, pilot? Like a yeah. pilot episode, so I can totally screw it up and you know figure learn from my mistakes a little bit before I start releasing them. <laughs> the hardest thing for me is finding somebody that I trust to shoot the whole thing. You know, like because I can't shoot everything. You know, I still yeah. want to keep it like like vloggy and you know first person shooter kind of thing. You know, like where I'm in charge of it, but I'm going to need somebody else to shoot it too. You know, so it's. I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what becomes of that. That'd be so cool. But I also would love to get like a like a group of a crew together. Like we meet once a month, kind of like an Elks Lodge of photographers. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, have a secret handshake. Yeah. And we all you know trade film and cameras. And there's enough of us around here. And I feel like the community could be really awesome. And I've been putting off. You should do. You should try and do that. I yeah. think it's a great idea. Maybe. A, dang, Timothy. That's like maybe I'll do one in LA, like make it like like a monthly meetup. Yeah, I mean there's I just feel there's like other ones out there, I'm sure, but yeah, that that's that's a really awesome idea. I just feel like we all we all feed off of each other, especially you know music and art and sports, and you know when you're working as a team and you're and you're grooving, like you learn so much more. Like Wes, I'm sure there's a million things you could teach me that I don't know. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Likewise, and I. I and same, you know, and it's just like, I, I'm totally missing that aspect in, in, in my, in my life. So I kind of want to like spread, the, spread the love. Yeah. Spread the love. And plus I have a fridge full of film that, you know, I would love to. Me too. It's getting bigger and bigger and shoot. I need to like yeah. get out. I, yeah, that's, that's even a better reason to like, here, just, you can come and like, he take some of my film and let's go shoot. Yeah, cause, yeah. <laughs> cause that'll even motivate, you know, keep you motivated. Cause it's like, you know, for me, like the YouTube videos and I'm like trying to get into a more like weekly, uh, mm -hmm. basis of it. But like, yeah, having a photo buddy is, is so much fun to like, like have a, today, it's Tuesday. We're going to go and shoot. We're going to go here. We're going to do this. And like, yeah. Yeah, we need more of that. We do. Speaking of uh, film in your fridge, Tim, what's the uh, status <laughs> on uh, that portrait black and white? Oh, man. Well, I have, I'm not going to lie. I'll be truthful about this. I have one roll still just sitting in the fridge for a YouTube video. What is it? It's, oh, man, Portra made. That's what I thought a, you said. <laughs> yeah, it's a Portra black and white film. It's a C41. You know, it's a C41. Oh, I see. I see. But it's, yeah, I. I've looked at pictures of it and it looks so so What's good. What's it called? I, uh, I think it's just Portrait Black and what? White. Portrait Black and White is what it's called. Oh my god! 
And it's, it's, uh, I, I need to develop the roll, which I should. I have three shots left on the roll that needs to be finished. I need to just, I have the entire camera in the fridge still. What did like, you, I what didn't want did it to use? go bad. It's, uh, my, one of my Canon FTs. Okay. Yeah. And it could be so bad already. You know, I, I don't know what the status of it was. But see, I'm one of those types of people that, that loves it no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's bad, there's still, if it's really bad and gnarly, there's still something good going to come out of it. Even if it's just, you know, because I had a bunch of Fuji Superior that was rotten. It was the worst. It, like, colors, I can't even explain to you how bad the film was when I developed it. It, it must have been, like, left in the sun for years Whoa. or something. And reds were not red, Ooh. you know? And, and blue skies were yellow. And it was just really, really weird. It, it almost looked like an infrared, but... Have you guys ever shot C41 black and white before? Not yet. I I did, but I didn't know it was C41, and I ruined it oh, when I developed yeah. it. <laughs> when I was first, like first, idiot. first, first, first learning, I took um, it was the one photography class that my community college offered, which w- that was kind of like I knew I was soaked because I'm like, okay, can I take it again? They're like, no, you already took it, you can't take it again. <laughs> um, but the they were inst- they had to shoot C41 black and white because you could get it processed at a like Rite Aid or whatever, and then you could yeah. mm-hmm. you could make prints in the darkroom the same way you would regular black and white. So I remember shooting black C41 black and white and like getting it developed at a lab and then taking the negatives and printing in the darkroom. Man, that's cool. I haven't thought about that in jeez in. I don't want to say how long, but a long time. <laughs> 400, 400 years. years ago. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm super intrigued to see how that role turns out. You have to share it when you finish. I want to I find some more of it, too. C- C41 wanna... Black and White is um, very monochrome, from what I remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's more like a brown. Yeah. Like, it's got, like, brown tones to it then. Because I did. I developed a couple rules. I still have one of his rules hanging behind me. I developed a couple rules for a buddy, and it was that Professional Black and White, Kodak Professional. I don't know what the name of it is. I think that's what it's yeah. called, Kodak Professional. And it's a C41 Black and White. And it's it's got, like brown tones in the shadows yeah it's It's definitely i remember when i used to shoot it i didn't like it as much i mean obviously Mm -hmm. but it like for that class it like made everything so much faster because you could just go get a roll developed and then come back to the darkroom versus like having to do the whole thing but yeah i forgot all about c41 black and white that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) man before we forget wes we ask our uh, guest we always ask them if they can to narrow down their favorite camera or if you have to name 10 of them it's okay <laughs> yeah yeah but- <laughs> you know i i would have to say at this point in my experience is Mamma Mia RZ67 Pro 2. Mm-hmm. And one reason is because I've spent the most time with it. I told myself when I bought it, because I'm not one to just drop money on all sorts of cameras. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so lucky. I've researched it <laughs> and everything. And uh, by the time I actually bought it, I, I knew quite a bit about it because I wanted to make sure I was you know investing well. And so, and I told myself, look, this is going to be the camera. I'm going to be um, really learning it and not shooting anything else. And so, I think my comfort level with it at this point is why it's kind of my my go-to. And see, I I love that because the same the same with my Mamiya. I I shot an entire book with that camera. I mean, I just that was my to go. I was known as that guy who carries that big camera around downtown, you know, for two to three years, two and a half years, and it's such a. I mean, it's not the it's not the RZ. It's the RB is the one I have, but 
I mean, they pretty much do the same thing. It's just a fun camera. Fun, fun. I, I, I want to, you know, I've been eyeballing RZs for years, but I kind of almost feel like I'd be cheating if I would get an RZ these days because I'm so, like, dedicated to my baby back there. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to say, I had to let her know. I, I was thinking of That's so funny. <laughs> cool. Well, everybody already knows R, so we won't go down that road. Yeah, we don't need to. If take I say you shake a T4, again. everybody has to take a drink. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, though. It's awesome when you go on your Yashika T4 rant because it's, you know, it shows passion and it shows, you know, like, uh, oh, what's the word? It, like, passion's fine, but I should yeah. just stick with that. You know, your, your love for this thing. And I love how hyped you get when you start getting all jacked up on the whole Yashika T4 thing. Yeah, it was funny. It's funny. And when we went live, my, my friend from back home, David, he found one in, uh, in a Goodwill. <laughs> For like four dollars or something. Wow. And he has since found I didn't tell you this, he has since found two stylists, Olympus stylists. No. Yeah. And so he keeps I was like, Okay, I move out of Connecticut and all these cameras pop up, <laughs> like what the heck? So when he I was scroll we were we were going live and we were scrolling, he's like he's like, Chris, I found another Yashika, just kidding and I was literally like was like, Oh my god and then I was like, Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I can't wait until I get to go home again, just because it's it's like a new playing field. Mm -hmm. I would love to try to see what PA has to offer. Yeah, next time it's I fun. Go home. It's fun I, peeking into you know anytime you're on vacation to just yeah, everybody sure. knows like all right, do you want to like go thrifting real quick because we're in a different state? I'm like <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Well, actually, now that I say that, I just it popped in my mind that my mom and stepdad they both thrift all the time now so yeah it's good they probably it's good already have yeah, all the good I was gonna cameras say it's like like my, co my cousin he when like i said it's good to have family who will thrift on your behalf you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> well even my mom said i told you this not too long ago my mom was like well i still haven't found the camera that chris Aww, wants we still mom. haven't found that one yet <laughs> so sweet i was like like if you find that camera you're giving it to me <laughs> yeah. you're not sending it to her <laughs> <laughs> too funny Oh, man. All right, guys, this is part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Gun Devils. He asks, how did you decide what format to shoot? Like 35 millimeter, medium format, large format, others, question mark, question mark. Follow up question. If you use different formats, what are the pros and cons of having multiple formats? So what format to shoot 35 medium, large format and follow up? the pros and cons of said formats. Chris, let's start with you. All right. Oh, I was going to try oh, and oh. have West start, but I'll go. It, for me, it depends on the project. So I'm primarily 35 millimeter. The smaller, the better for me. Like, it's, I mean, I just like compact cameras in general, but I do, you know, bust out the SLRs every once in a while. Um, I used to shoot medium format when I was a wedding photographer. Um, the pro of that is just the negative and the image quality is like quadruple. Uh, it's just incredible. Um, I had a contact 645 when I was shooting the weddings and I, like a fool, ended up selling it. But just, I mean, that, the, the contacts took Carl's ice glass. So that was like mm. unreal. <laughs> I just recently got a Pentax 645. That's my medium format that I have now. And I have yet. You need to start shooting. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I, I, I have like a bunch of like projects I want to do with that. I, I told you, um, one of my boyfriend's friends, uh, is a pilot. Mm -hmm. So I want to like, he offered to like take us up in the plane and like, I want to go do oh, aerial photography man. all over LA. And I want to use that because the negative is so much bigger, so much more information in, 
in the quality of the photo. And I want to do like a portrait series with that. It's like, so like I have like ideas for certain cameras, I guess, which I didn't really realize. But the pro of the medium format is just the bigger negative. And the yeah. pro of the smaller cameras is just you can like literally have it in your back pocket. So that's kind of how I decide what I want to shoot. What about you, Wes? I think she basically answered. Um, <laughs> it really does depend on the project. I think I'm in love with medium format. I think if I could shoot 120 in my Canon AE-1, I totally would. I just love <laughs> the result. Yes. I love the near 3D image that the negative yeah. uh, produces. And I haven't yet graduated up to large format, but it is a future goal. But <laughs> right now, definitely uh, loyal to the 120. Man, for real. I, you know, I shoot all three. I'm across the board. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like it's, you know, the right tool for the job kind of thing. Same thing Chris said, you know, there's, you know, if you need to be sneaky and you're just on the go, you're just going out with friends. The last thing they want you to have with is a large format I used camera. To, and you're I, like, I used to put, the, hey, guys, give me 40 yeah, minutes while I take this yeah, photo. I, okay. I, used to, I, I mean, I, I used to put the contacts. <laughs> six, four, five in my purse and like, just have it with me. And like, my friends were like, what do you have with you right now? I'm like, just, I just what like, you know, I might see something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. But yeah, you know, if I'm just going to cruise, if I know, I always call, I, I have like my little camera shelf bracketed into, you know, I have my, my work walkers mm -hmm. is what, you know, my little guys yep. or, you know, something that's got a little bit like some of the cameras always have the same film stock and whatever in it. And it's like, that's the camera I use to walk to work, mm -hmm. you know, point and shoot most of the time or a smaller SLR. But, you know, try to I really tried to narrow down the gear thing because it was becoming a bit we talk about it on here all the time. It's like I can't run to the gas station to pump gas and come home without taking three yeah, cameras with yeah. me. You know, I need, I need my AE1. I need my point and shoot. I need my Polaroid. Now, now I need my yeah. Polaroid everywhere I go because Polaroids are back. But I realized that it, it's kind of just like I've been taking a step back from that and doing the right tool for the right job kind of thing. And, you know, some work for others. Medium format. I, I had my, my, my work walker was a Mamiya RB67 yeah, yeah, yeah. for two and a half yeah. years. You know, I would walk around town every day. I would take eight to 10 laps, sometimes 30 laps around town, just shooting that all day until the roll was gone or until the five rolls I had with me were gone. Like, and large format though, I mean, the only setback with large format is my favorite part of it oh. is the time it takes to set. It's a pro and a con. You know, I, I realized quickly, do not take the large format camera with me to the lake when i'm trying to do like a boyfriend girlfriend thing because she she doesn't have the 30 minutes for me to take one picture you know what i mean sometimes longer but i don't know it's pros and cons are like you know say you have a compact camera with you and it's like the shot of a lifetime yep. just opened up in front of you you only have a 35 millimeter mm -hmm, size mm -hmm. shot of it the cons is just you know or the that was a con the pro is <laughs> the pros it's just what, yeah. what whatever you have with you at the time is is what's going to work yeah. in the moment. It is. And I started I I hate to say this. I started relying on on my iPhone no. lately. I'm trying I'm trying to just I haven't taken a single shot with yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I haven't actually pulled it out to use it, but I got to start like not taking five cameras with me when I literally go to get lunch yeah. or do something like walking to the mailbox or the post office is like, well, we just talked to, like, to Nick. He's doing a zine on his yeah. iPhone photos. I don't see myself using it though. Like I, I just, I think I was just trying to 
take a break from hurting my back so much yeah. with heavy equipment. Like when I go to take a photo, like people, so I got the new iPhone 10, y'all, it's cool. But people like, the first thing they say is like, oh, the camera, you got it for the camera, huh? And I'm like, no, I got it because it's, mm-hmm. it's the full display. Like I really don't use my phone as a camera aside from like Snapchat or like, you know, like Instagram stories. Yeah. So. I, I wish I did. I wish I had some sort of pull in that. I wish I could not feel so negative about using my iPhone. I don't, I I don't really that. feel negative about it. I just don't, it's not, it's not, for me, I don't, I just don't think about it. I don't go, I don't, when I'm thinking about photography, I have a camera that I pull out. Like I don't ever yeah. really shoot with my phone. Yeah, for real. I agree. And then people who do, like I had, we had Adrian on, our, my friend Adrian, and he shoots primarily with his phone and I think his work is incredible. So no hate. I mean, with me always having kids with me, it's yeah, kind of yeah. limits oh, yeah. what I can I'm do. Sure. And of course, there's always those moments I'm trying to be ready for and sometimes all you have is a phone so yeah and I'm sure you have some amazing iPhone photos too like I I am not knocking that in any sort of way that I just I I don't feel as creative when I shoot oh, why am I getting into this battle now I'm doing the film versus digital I'm not trying to take it there I'm sorry everybody I'm sorry <laughs> but have you Great. seen have you seen the portrait mode on the um yeah, I'm not impressed. No, I, I'm not impressed See, because I was talking to somebody about it. I don't like it because I, when I look at it, I see software that's doing the, like, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, I just, it doesn't look that good to me. But for everybody else, it's like, well, look, the background's blurry. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's cool, right? Like, I get it, but <laughs> that's why I got my 1.4, you know? Anyway, sorry, guys. Rant. <laughs> <laughs> rant, rant over. What's this week's photo challenge? We, we went to Wes for this one. What do you think our photo challenge should be this week, Wes? Well, I'm highly biased, and so I would have to say this <laughs> week's photo challenge is black and white portraiture. Yes. Now we're talking. We've done black or color portraiture, so I'm super excited to see what you guys come up with black and white portraiture. And I'm going to submit to this week's challenge because I shot a roll of black and white and got some good, some good photos. So I'm excited to see everybody's work. Again, that's in the Flickr group if you're not already joined, Analog Talk Podcast on Flickr. Also, the discussions you guys got going on in there are super awesome. I love seeing where everybody's from and what everybody's shooting and hanging out there is super awesome. So thank you for doing that. Guys, I also wanted to include Chris today just started the Analog Talk Podcast Facebook group. Yes. So make sure you go add us on the group and get the discussion going. Great place to ask questions if you want something answered on the podcast. Also a cool place to throw in a picture that... You know, you want to show us? Yeah, I'm excited for that. Well, thank you for joining us, Wes. It's been awesome to, to chat with you. Oh, it's been an honor. Thank you, guys. I was totally shocked when Tim invited me on. I was like, <laughs> is this actually happening? So thank you, guys. I'm a major fan, and it's just I'm geeking out even being on here. Oh, awesome. Aww. That means a lot. Where can everybody uh, check check you out? Primarily Instagram and Twitter. Both are at Wes Boker. And uh, I mean, I do have a website, but it's kind of out of date and Eventually, I'll get around to updating it, but most of my presence is either Twitter or Instagram. Cool. What about you, Timothy? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. And you can also find me, I try to put a video out every Wednesday, the same day as the release of this podcast, on YouTube. And that is Timothy.makeups as well. And Monday through Friday, you can find me on We Believe in Film. And that's on Anchor FM, which is also on Google Play and iTunes and all that stuff. It's basically just a little off the top of my head. You get to really hear me ramble (laughs) and fight the demons that are inside of there about film photography and stuff like that. It's awesome. 
What about you, Chris? Where are you at? I'm Chris B. Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. My film photographer Instagram is Chris B. Shoots Film. That's where you'll see all my film, kind of like my little blog uh, for that. And then for the podcast, we have a website, analogtalkpodcast.com. We have a new Facebook group, so you guys can join that. Twitter, we're Analog Talk Pod, and we are Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. Yay! Yay. <laughs> this has been awesome, Wes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again. Yes, Wes, thank you so much, man. What a blast. All right, guys. We'll see everybody in the next one. See you next week. Bye.